Welcome everyone to the Bet US NBA Pick Show. I'm your host, Sean, stacking the money green. Follow me on X at Sean T. Green. Check me out over at the Sports Gambling Podcast. We're back. It's a Monday. The NBA is going. I'm fired up. Shark. Well, what are we gonna get? The chum is in the waters. What how are we feeling on a Monday? How was your weekend? Take a breath. I'm fired up. I love Mondays. And I think uh when I started handicapping like this for a living and doing shows with guys like you, how can you not be hyped up on a Monday morning? This is not the drudgery of life. This is excitement. It's pro ball. It's Monday night football. It's really the peak month of sports in the year. Four games on the slate today. A lot to discuss within the game. Smaller card than usual. But, Sean, I'm excited. Yeah, and I keep going back and forth. I mean, on some ways – I like when you have the full card a for just watching a bunch of games, finding your opportunities. But then sometimes I feel like I get, I get lost. Like it's when you go to a diner and there's a giant menu, what, what is my, what's, what am I going to order? Whereas a smaller card, I feel like sometimes it's a little easier to get dialed in junior always enjoy chopping it up with you. H- how say you, do you like when there's a ton of games on or is there a value maybe in only having a few games on like tonight? Uh, as a fan, obviously lots of games. As a as a capper, fewer games, I guess, is yeah. the, f- the, the most basic <laughs> way to answer that question, right? Uh, especially coming off an NFL Sunday. I was pretty locked in yesterday. I was getting my ass kicked with the NFL the last couple of weeks, so I was pretty locked in yesterday. Nice. Um, made some money, ready to go, ready to get started to hear your guys' opinions on these games. Let's do it whenever you all are ready. Let's get it going. Of course, let's uh, check in on the old uh, scoreboard, see how we're doing. I feel like every time we check in, numbers keep coming uh, towards our favor. I'm predicting we're going to be uh, over fi- over 500 once we get to 100 games. I I think uh, pretty good coming off a pretty good Friday, if I recall. Uh, not too shabby. And uh, again, as as Shark says on uh, X, another opportunity to dominate here exactly. on a Monday. Coming up first, we got the Washington Wizards at the Toronto Raptors. Bet US, aka the best place to get down. Uh, Raptors are a 10 point favorite. Wizards plus 340 on the money line. Total sitting at 230. Uh, Shark, I'll let you kick things off here. Are you uh, are you believing in the Washington Wizards or you think this is a good spot here for the Raptors as a home favorite? Well, I think this is a Raptors spot. I'm on it officially at minus 10, but I think there's a great conversation behind this game. And This really is centered on NBA scheduling more than anything. And I think for whatever reason, the books and the calendar makers within the NBA have given the Wizards what we call frequent flyer miles. It's been convenient. No back-to-backs. This is their first back-to-back of the entire year. And crazily enough, it's not only a standalone back-to-back. This is third in four, road, road, back-to-back. Fifth and eighth. They're going to crater down tonight. But I think if you look even more specifically at how Washington's playing, Washington is playing very well inside of the division on the road. They are actually 3-0 and ATS in the division on the road. Tight covers at Atlanta, at Miami, and a win at Charlotte. Come to this division, however, the Atlantic. They are 0-3 against this division, all with emphasis, two on the road, hammered at home against Boston, hammered on the road against Philly on a similar number, plus 11 and a half, and a non-cover yesterday at plus seven. Go to Toronto. The narrative that's swirling very quickly when I started talking about this game on X is how can you lay this many points with Toronto? And I want to emphasize this. 
This is a statistical average. You're not getting value on the dog because the books are giving you a yard sale and it's easy. What they're telling you here is this is where Toronto is going to turn up. And you ask yourself why? Because Washington is number one in pace, 29th in defensive rating. Toronto doesn't score the ball very well. They shoot a lot of threes. But when you are not competing defensively, they will light you up. And the only other game this year that's correlated to this at home was against Milwaukee on November 1st. Milwaukee early going here, 26 defensive rating, seventh pace, very similar to Washington, crazily enough. And Toronto did put 130 points on them. I have this game graded to be at least an 11.5 point win. I think we're going to see high scoring game. I think Toronto puts up 130 plus tonight on it officially at minus 10. Yes, and I see Nets bets in the chat. Appreciate you mixing it up in the chats. He's also on the Raptors there. Similar handicap, it seems like. Brutal spot for the Washington Wizards. And not only the back to back, but I think the back to back and you throw in Canada. I, I, People think I'm joking around, but the, it, it does add like a slight level of it being a pain in the ass for these guys who are creatures of habit and you mess things up. You make things a little more difficult. You're up in Canada. Uh, I think, yeah, for me, I I'm, I'm with the, uh, the guys in X that are like, uh, ah, maybe a little high with the Raptors, but it would definitely be Raptors or nothing for me. But junior, we mentioned a shark brought up, not a lot of uh, defense expected to be played for the wizards seemingly, uh, goes along with uh, your bet here. Uh, on the first half. Yeah, I hope he's right. Uh, I've got over 111 and a half. Uh, that's based on the Raptors' inability to score anywhere else, it seems, but at home in the first half. Now, I know these numbers can get a bit inflated because of the small sample size. For example, Shark brought up the game in uh, against Milwaukee. Uh, they kind of went nuts in the first half, scored like 66 points. However, um, if you look at just the breakdown of how they score – they're poor in the, in the at home in the second half. They're poor on the road, period. So the only success is in this very specific spot. After getting their butts kicked to a division rival, I think they bounce back here with, with their best effort. And for their part, the Wizards are the sixth highest, highest scoring road team in the league. We know they can kind of get buckets anywhere. I don't know if it's going to play out uh, the way that Shark says because 130 is a lot. But I do like the over full game. Uh, but because of the numbers that I saw, again, don't want to make too much of these small sample sizes. The Raptors just don't look good in the second half, home or away, so I just stuck to a first-half play over 111.5. Like it. So, yes, uh, Shark is on the Raptors, laying the 10, lock that up for him, and Junior on the first half over 111.5. Next up, we got the uh, New York Knicks squaring off against the Boston Celtics in Boston. Celtics are a nine point favorite. Knicks plus 330 on the money line. Total sitting at 223. I'll kick this one off. I'm I'm all in on this uh Knicks team, especially at this number. I like the Knicks uh in general uh, on the road. Um, you know, season opener, the Celtics beat them 108, 104. Uh, and Knicks have looked pretty sharp here past few games. I mean, they just blew out Charlotte. I understand it's Charlotte, but I like a big dog that cares about rebounding and Tom Thibodeau's teams always care about rebounding. You look at their offensive uh, rebounding numbers, some of the best in the league and also preventing um, other teams, offensive rebounding. They're just dominant. So if you're giving me a hustle team like the New York Knicks on the road, which Tom Thibodeau always gets them up 
and you're giving me nine points. That is a bet on situation for me all day. Love a love a hustle team that in the regular season with the rebounding percentages. So yeah, Knicks plus nine feels like a good number here, and they might even be a live dog. Um, but yeah, I'll just stick with Knicks plus nine. Junior, uh, how say you on Knicks Celtics? I'm right there with you, brother. Um, so I hope you get it, uh, you get it right, so we can cash together. Let's but on up. a serious note, yeah. yeah. Um, the rebounding thing, I'm glad you brought it up because the Celtics are currently the number one rebounding team in the league. I think the, I think in my opinion, once it's all said and done, the Knicks will finish above them. Let's just say that. So I don't think that that's an advantage going to this game that they usually have. I think the Knicks on the offensive boards could actually do some damage. Um, I think that the Knicks' defense will keep them in most games. So this spread is just way too high considering that the Knicks – actually have interior defense and their wing players. For example, we talk a lot about Julius Julius Randle on this show. Offensively, he's been horrendous, but his defense has actually been pretty good. Um, And, and, you know, that's a staple of a Tom Thibodeau team. We know that. So I think that the the Knicks have enough guys. They're not going to stop Tatum and Brown, but they can throw guys at them. This was the first game of the season. I'm pretty sure the spread was four and a half. I know it was in, in the garden. I still don't think that we've seen enough I don't think we've seen enough bad from the Knicks for this number to be where it is. I think the correct number, in my opinion, would be seven, seven and a half. So at this number, I have to take the Knicks. Yeah, it, it just I don't understand the situation that Boston sets up for for a blowout here because the Knicks just play competitive ball, to your point. I mean, their defense, yeah, will they shut down Tatum? No, but they'll at least make his night a little bit more difficult. Shark, what's your, what's your handle on Knicks Celtics tonight? <clears throat> Yeah, well, Junior said it. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Uh, in the opener, obviously, basically a push at Madison Square Garden, four, four and a half, 108, 104. I think as an opening point to the game, when one game pushes, oftentimes the line is very sharp, which is why I'm not targeting this game. Uh, Boston has not played very well against the Knicks dating back to last year. The Knicks actually got them twice outright in overtime. Um, this is a back-to-back for the Knicks, but... I think this is not really a true back-to-back from the standpoint we just talked about with the Wizards. The Knicks had three full nights of rest off before playing a matinee yesterday against Charlotte. So you're basically coming off of almost like a pseudo all-star break, and you played a matinee. So this is not really a fatigue spot. I think this game will be competitive. Boston is 3-0-1 ATS at home. Sean knows this team. He is the Celtics whisperer in the first couple weeks. So I'll defer to Sean. I thought it was, but could be tight, but I think you guys are onto something. Yeah. I mean, this should be, I, I just think this is going to be a good game. So give me the nine points all day. I'm on the Knicks plus nine, lock it up junior in on the Knicks plus nine, lock it up. Next up, we got the Chicago bulls at the Milwaukee bucks. Uh, bucks are laying nine here. Uh, the bulls plus three Oh five total sitting at two twenty eight. I'm also going dog here. I'm taking the Bulls and the nine points. I, I could see the case for the Bucks, but for me, like I, I can't take a team uh, that's just playing this bad a defense, laying nine points. You got Damian Lillard, who uh, uh, every every day it's like a new uh, code word for. Um, it, they didn't call it load management because you're not allowed to do that. Now they labeled it injury management probable. So I do think he's going to be out there, but. He's not a hundred percent. And when he is, even if he is a hundred percent, he's not playing a hundred percent on defense. And this bulls team has like a decent rotation. Uh, I like what I've seen from them in spots. It just feels like a lot 
uh, to lay the nine here. So I'll, I'll take the bulls plus nine, but shark, I know we're, I know we're going head to head here. Make a case for this bucks team. Third time this season. We said we're world travelers. We've gone to Portland, Mexico. Now we're going to Milwaukee and I love Milwaukee. tonight. So just disagreement, but conversation always wins. Taking Milwaukee in the first half, minus five in the game, minus nine and a half, I believe, is the current line. Obviously, a lot of movement up, but I think that is telling you a story here tonight. First point that I looked at when I saw this game last night, I said to myself, how bad is Milwaukee against the spread? I I didn't have it memorized at that point, but I went back and I said, wow, they are one and eight ATS. And something that I found to be incredibly interesting is last year, they actually started eight and one ATS, just the insanity of early season law of averages. So now, what happened last year after they were 8-1 ATS? They cratered down. Now they're 1-8 ATS, unequivocally become a buy market statistically. And you really start to go through what Milwaukee is doing in the first half at home. They are 3-0 ATS in the first half at home if it's the first game in a sequence. They did come out and cover the opener against Philly, two home game ones. Also, more specifically, they are 3-0 at home in the first half off a non-cover in the previous game. And it is the classic zigzag bounce back effect of pro ball. And if you look at where this team's coming from, back-to-back road losses, took one real tight in Indy and got absolutely hammered in Orlando on Saturday night. And you go to the other side of this game very briefly, Chicago here is on a home road back-to-back. And this is a standout point on tonight's card. All four games, one team has significant rest advantage. And in this game, the significant rest advantage does apply to Milwaukee. The only time that Chicago has played a divisional game on the road in a back-to-back this year, they played at Detroit, and they got hammered early, 57-44, and did not cover the game either. A couple more points. This is a very bizarre spot for Chicago on their calendar. They just played three straight home games and went 3-0 ATS against Utah, Phoenix, and Detroit. Now they play one random road game before they go back home for four more home games. And this is the insanity and the intrigue of the NBA calendar. None of us know why it's scheduled like this, but you get three and then four more at home, but one random divisional game against an angry Milwaukee team. It's just a tough spot. This is getting steamed up towards the Bucs. Last year, Giannis only played in three of the four matchups. The steam in all three games that Giannis played was correct. So I'm trusting the number and trusting the steam here. I do think this is probably a double digit win tonight for Milwaukee. John. Yeah. Yeah. Making some good points. Uh, I would also point out DeMar DeRozan has always, even with, uh, even with Giannis in there, he's always done very well. So if you're looking for a player prop, uh, maybe look to DeRozan points. I think it's at like 21 and a half. Um, not going to be on that officially, but I do think he seems to match up well against this Bucks team. Junior, if you if you're if you had to break the tie here, would you lean Bulls Bucks? Any any thoughts overall in this game? Holy Christ! Um, I would hold my nose and <laughs> probably take the Bucks. Um, here's the thing with this matchup: um, it's a weird clash of styles. The the Bulls play at uh, I think the second slowest pace in the league. Uh, the Bucks play at the sixth fastest pace. 
If someone can explain to me how the Bucks play at the sixth fastest pace, but have the second few fewest fast break points per game, I don't really understand how that. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out that one. Uh, but I don't really have a good grip on these teams, to say the least, especially Milwaukee, who can't seem to cover a spread. Uh, so, and I hate these these regional anomaly games. I think you guys remember I mentioned when I, whenever you go to a Hawks game, if you, if they're playing the Knicks, there are as many Knicks fans as there are Hawks fans. But guess what? Chicago's like ninety minutes from Milwaukee. There's usually as many Chicago fans in that building as there are Bucks fans. So I kind of don't like that because whenever you watch those games, in Chicago goes on these random runs. It's literally their their road crowd pushing them forward. You know what I mean? Like I, I really hate that that aspect of this specific matchup. I'm just kind of off this game because I just personally don't see any advantage. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Benny the Bull. Maybe they'll smuggle him in and get uh, get get the Bucks. Uh, you know, take over the crowd. I like it. Bulls take over the crowd. I'm on the Bulls plus nine for the game. Shark is on the first half. Bucks minus five, and the Bucks minus nine for the full game. Last game of the slate. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers heading up to Sacramento. Kings plus two and a half total sitting at two twenty one. They're also a plus one fifteen money line dog. I I was going back and forth on this game. I couldn't find anything really for me that jumped out because I think uh, I mean in general Kings are maybe a team I would look to play the home dog, but then also it felt like a spot for the Cavaliers. I was I was just kind of. Uh, you know, spinning and couldn't come up with a good angle, so I didn't. I didn't get down on anything there. But Shark, any thoughts here on the Cavs versus the Kings? This is a tough game. This is a tough game, and you really look at what the, what Cleveland is doing here. I think Cleveland is just a tough read, and the reason why is they're integrating new parts onto their roster, mostly role players. Jared Allen hasn't been in the lineup a lot. Darius Garland obviously wasn't in the lineup. This team is just a tough read, and they they kind of just are repeating environments. And what I mean by that is they've lost to the Pacers twice, they've beaten the Warriors twice, and they've lost to the Thunder twice. You yeah. go back to last year, what did they do against Sacramento? They lost to Sacramento twice. And I understand De'Aaron Fox, I believe, is not playing tonight, but this is just where the Kings function well. And Cleveland's consistency against these opponents – just doesn't speak to me in a, in a buy zone for, versus a team that competes well. Junior and I have discussed this. We talked about it on the Bet US show going back to when Junior backed them last week. Sacramento is just a tough read right now, too. I feel like they're on the number very often. I think this is going to be sharp, high scoring, back and forth. Uh, we're talking too much about this game. I have no idea, really. <laughs> well, and we already see people already getting in uh, ahead of it with the Q&A. Uh, I saw Julian and then Bruno just asked any thoughts on some player props uh, for this game. I'll start with you, junior, anything, anything jumping out at you matchup wise, uh, possible player props here for the Cavs Kings. Um, possible DeMontis Sabonis under, I don't know what his number is though. I'm trying to pull it up real quick, but I can't find it. Uh, Evan Mobley, despite what you think of him is still one of the premier defenders in this league. Uh, can cover multiple positions. Now, DeMontis is actually playing a little bit better. Uh, he's the reason why they won the the game against Oklahoma City, which I had uh, on on our last show on Friday. I had Oklahoma City in that game, and DeMontis actually had – I watched the game from beginning to end. DeMontis had more offensive rebounds than all of Oklahoma City combined. So uh, when, when he's on his game, obviously, he's able to put this team on his back. 
I don't think he'll have that type of success versus an Evan Mobley who is always engaged defensively. So I think a DeMontis, um, you know, if, if you're the Cavaliers, that's your plan of attack, right? Slow down DeMontis, make other guys beat you. So I think I might be willing to look at an under for him, but it would have to be somewhere in the 19 and a half to 20 and a half range. Um, and I would take an, uh, the under there. Yeah, I uh, I guess if I had one to jump out at me, uh, Kevin Huerter, uh, and I'm probably messing up that pronunciation. I'm horrible at that stuff. Uh, his total sitting at 15 and a half. He seems to be getting a little more run here with uh, no deer and Fox. So that's if I if I had to pick one, I would pick that over 15 and a half on his points tonight. Any uh, any shark? Any any matchups you like in this game, either positive or, or negative? Truthfully, not really. I, I just I, I I don't look at the, at the uh, DFS stuff in detail. Obviously, I think you guys are making great points about Sabonis and Kevin Herter having to shoot the three, you know, for to prop them up at this point. But I don't really have anything on the props in this game. All right. So uh, no, oh, sorry, not to interrupt you. Uh, Demontis yeah. is uh, o- over unders eighteen and a half. I said it'd have to be nineteen and a half twenty. So it's a no bet for me. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll toss out the herder uh, fifteen and a half as quote unquote an unofficial play. If you guys are if you're just itching for action and a player prop in that game, that would be the way I would go. So no official plays for the Kings versus the Cavs. And moving on to the Q and A section. Uh, always appreciate you guys sending your questions. Of course, smash that subscribe button, toss us a thumbs up. Always appreciate that. We got uh, one here, Shad. Uh, saying uh, as bad as they played yesterday, you don't think the Wizards could elevate their play? I mean, I'll kick that back to you, Shark. Are you worried about a possible bounce back spot? You're on the Raptors here. Are you are you worried about a, a bounce back spot for the Wizards? No, because I think they actually competed reasonably well yesterday. If you look at that, they actually finished one point off the spread. Uh, they lost 102.94 on a minus seven. The point is. They came out horribly in the first quarter. I believe they were down 30 to 15 very quickly. And then they did make a push throughout the game. This team is purely just sustainably poor. It's not so much, a junior, take, to take a quote from Junior last week, what are they bouncing back to? Yes. There's not much there. And a couple of the games they covered on the road, and I think this is a point that I was going to make before, but I'll make it now. The games they covered at Atlanta and at Miami – they were down huge in both of those games. Sean, you remember that Miami game? It was the play, the group tournament on a Friday night. They were down like 35 points. And uh, home game against Boston, they lost 126 to 107 by 19. They were down like 40 in the third quarter. So this team is just lacking in quality. If you look at their players, one of the guys that, uh, that commented on when I posted the picks on Twitter earlier said, yeah, they got some players. And I felt like commenting back and being like, guys, this is the NBA. They're all players. It's hard to get to the NBA. But it doesn't mean they're going to get together and cover spreads on third and four back-to-backs across the border yeah. against an angry Toronto team who just got demolished on the road in their previous game. This really is an all-boxes check spot. I can go on forever, but it's an all-boxes check spot. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of uh, when I used to play more rec league basketball, and they said I was open for a reason. This spread is ten points for a reason, uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about the bounce back spot. I mean, you can talk bounce back spot or to junior's point about like, what are you bouncing back from? You could, if it was a better situation and you were still getting 10, you could maybe talk me into the wizards, but just not at this spot and not at this number. All right. Uh, I think that's, can I, can I throw something out? Uh, Just not to be a Debbie downer on the person that asked that question. 
maybe a Jordan Poole props over. Jordan Poole was very, very um, laid back is the word I'm going to use. I, I, some might say uninterested. Others might say laid back. Whatever you want to call it. He only took 12 shots yesterday. He was very chill. Uh, he had some foul trouble, so I know that contributed to it. I promise you Jordan Poole ain't going to take 12 shots today. He's probably going to be closer to 20, and his his uh, his prop is 16 and a half, which seems really low for Jordan Poole. Yeah, yeah, he could get that even if he's not super efficient. And yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> it's funny. You don't want to call him lackadaisical. You don't want to call him lazy. <laughs> You're finding the positive by calling him super chill. <laughs> right. Great, great, great way to uh, be positive. Appreciate that on a Monday. Uh, and yeah, Julian, uh, we had already kind of gotten into some of the, uh, props we like for Cleveland and Sacramento getting over to the best bets portion of the show. Hey, what do we like? Why do we like it? Sharks on the Raptors minus 10 first half bucks minus five and bucks minus nine for the full game, but danger I'm going against him. Bulls plus nine. We got it. We got a. We have our own home and home here. We're tied one and one going against each other. This could be the rubber match. Uh, Knicks plus nine uh, is uh, what I'm on as well. And junior is co-signing that as well as the first half over one eleven and a half. And that game is the wizards and the Raptors. All right. Hey, fun Monday in the books. And we will be back tomorrow because we're here every Monday through Friday noonies 9 a.m pacific make sure you smash that subscribe button toss us a like and uh yeah hit us up uh hit, hit us up on the old x twitter i i know shark is always on there interacting loves getting your questions your comments shark where can people catch you as you said x twitter whatever you want to call it sharks and sports 88 sharky waters nation three words on youtube beautiful monday here Monday Night Football and NBA. I'm hyped for it. Sean, a pleasure. Junior, a pleasure. Let's dominate this card. Let's go to work, guys. Let's dominate. Junior, anything uh, we should be checking out? Bet US TV. What's what's the haps? I would say the college football show. Uh, those guys give quality, quality info. I mean, the college market is one of the most difficult just for the sheer number of games. Our yeah. college basketball show has gotten kicked off, too, and they seem to be going, getting off to a pretty good start. So uh, our, our college games will get you right you know, the season, the the college basketball season has just started, but the uh, college football season is, is winding up. Uh, poor, poor Jim Harbaugh won't be able to coach until the playoffs. Poor guy. Oh, man. As a Penn State fan, that was just so annoying because they, Harbaugh suspended and James Franklin still can't figure out how to not only win, but just cover a big <laughs> game. My Lord. Uh, you're killing me, Franklin. What, what did I ever do? And I made the mistake of believing in the, in Penn state this year, let me down, but, uh, you, the audience never let us down. Appreciate you guys in the chat. Appreciate you subscribing, telling a friend that keeps the show alive and well, and yeah, hit me up on X, uh, questions, comments, always there for it. Uh, at Sean T green, and you can check out my other show sports gambling podcast, give out some Monday night football prop bets. If uh, that is uh, something you're into, check it out. Think you'll enjoy it. And we'll see you tomorrow for shark for junior. I'm Sean stagging the money green. Let it ride.